Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, my name is Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health. And I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast. So please get in touch with us via Manon Inverclyde on social media. Um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email, just type in support at manoninverclyde.com. Our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member. One of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gavin Few Rangers podcast. My name's Carl McDuff and I'll be your host as always. Coming to you uh, in, in this weird lull in between the the defeat at Ibrox against Celtic and looking ahead to the Braga game. So it's a hard one, Bears, but still a lot to play for. But it's um, but it's hard to get into that feeling right now. Here to help me pick myself back up. First of all, Graham Campbell, how are you, Graham? Right, Colin, I'm okay, thanks. Sean Sweet really, <laughs> really sums up how we're all feeling, doesn't it? <laughs> Joining us for overseas is always David Tomlinson. Yeah, hello. Thanks for having me on again. Well, I don't know if it's really that brilliant to be on the, tonight. But, uh, the subjects we're going to be hitting, 
But um, no, it's good to good to be amongst peers again. Anyway, happy days. And last but not least, uh, my favourite Londoner, Mason Stewart. How are you? Yeah, well, good. Thanks, Colin. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling the same as as the boys. Feeling very, very low after Sunday. So I'm hoping you can pick me back up. <laughs> yep. Um, no, that's what well, we're going to try and be balanced when we look at all the talking points because um, there is a lot to talk about. What this came off the back of Sunday's game because it effectively ended the league season. Um, I'm going to make an effort and that will be as low as, I, as low as I go because I know a lot of teams have been tuning in over uh, the last few days and you know what? I'm still a fucking Rangers fan. I, I still have a shower every day. Uh, so for those of you listening, I tell your sister I said hi when you cuddle into bed tonight. Um, that's the only airtime we're giving to them. So, uh, Graham, let's start with you, mate. Um, it was a must win for for Rangers on Sunday I think we all agreed that and even a draw I suppose keeps you in with the whole Marvin Andrews believing bit of faith but it's I, I can't see any way back for, for Sunday's defeat can you? No absolutely not the league's done I, I personally think even if we'd drawn the league was was done anyway um, went to the game it was a must win first five minutes for his frantic is is a as I'd probably seen an opening five minutes of a game, they were absolutely rattled. Then we give the ball away and look, <laughs> no airs or graces. The, the result, the, the result was um, deserved. We d- didn't deserve to take it from it. We knew coming into it that if we didn't win, the league was over. So your team's either going to be inspired and turn up for it and have a bullish attitude, or they're going to falter and we faltered we didn't turn up and we deserve to lose the game that's it uh, as you say the league's over the season's far from over so we've we've just got to kind of grasp onto that one for now Davey I think I think we've seen Rangers season rolled in the 90 minutes on Sunday where they, they've, they've shown the talent that they have they've shown what they can do uh, when they when they put their mind to it, albeit as the first five minutes, but time and time again, it's it's not just it's no Sunday that's lost the league for us. It's it's just this habit of time and time again losing from winning positions, um, reverting back to type when the going gets tough and just the lazy balls and the lack of imagination. That really did. We've haven't we seen for the the fifth minute onwards, we've seen that tenfold this season, haven't we? Yeah, well, that's uh, the big downfall for us. It's not been, I mean, it's been games, Wraith Rovers, dropping points, uh, Wraith Rovers, sorry, uh, Ross County, uh, dropping points. Mother will be two up, coming back to 2-2. Two, two, two. Uh, it's games like that, Aberdeen, letting uh, Aberdeen back into the game. Uh, it's games like that as well that that have that have caused us. Uh, I mean, it was really right from the first game of the season, was it? it was Dundee United beat us at Tannadice one 0 I mean, so it was really the first game of the season that that we started uh, badly. Although we got back to seven points in front, I think, and then uh, then it's just, just. But since Giovanni came in, it's just sort of a went uh, downwards and uh, results. I won't say the 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 the, the play. It's been, been really that downwards. But um, the results, uh, the draws, we went through just a patch where, where we were drawn regularly. 
And then he said, he's, when he from when he first came in, he seemed to we were we were shipping a lot of goals, and then he seemed to say, well, the way to go is not to lose goals. We've got to if we can stop losing goals, we'll start winning. So and we did that for a while. We were winning one 0 and we were winning, getting just getting over the line. And then it seemed to just all creep back in again. And we started. We were we were one one nil down before fifteen minutes was up. And that's that's just sort of a yeah, been the whole season. Yeah. But I I just think Saturday Celtic's work rate was far higher than our work rate, and that's uh, that, that's where we we fell down. It was just uh. They had five guys in attack and also at the other end had five guys defending all the time. And we, we just seen we never get near that. So that that was my biggest thing in the game, the work rate that, that Celtic were putting in and the work rate that we put in. Mason, David touched on a couple of points there. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to start uh, for probably the first one that he made. This keeping the zero that we hailed zero zero four in November when they came in, it's it's a distant memory now, and I think between the there's so many areas you can point to for the both Celtic goals. McGregor has to do better. The defence has to do better. I think it's unforgivable that we allow two three attempts in the same passage of play for Celtic to to to, to grab a goal back for the first one. We've seen this far too often, haven't we? Yeah, the, the first goal kills us. The first goal, um, it's actually bad saying it, but once they score their first goal, we're done. We're not gonna we're not gonna score again. You can see the players, the reaction, like even the crowd I think was a little bit you know, a little bit low. Um it, you know, we started so well. It was a dream start, three minutes. Um, Ramsey as well, we spoke about it last week, you know, raving in the box <clears throat> and they look rattled. They look really rattled. Um, and it was just so easy for them to get back in the game. And it just gives them a lift as well, because they thought, is that how easy it is to come here and score? Um, and you could see, you know, their chest went up. And uh, then after that, it was it was the case of, you know, getting into getting into half-time, still, still level. Um, and then we can see another another really, really sloppy goal. But yeah, just going back to sort of Gio when he, when he first came in, it was, yeah, it was keeping the zero. Um, and there were some games when we did ride our luck, but there were some games where I thought we, we looked... Uh, a little bit more solid. But the worry for me, he's had three weeks in January to work with his players and, and that back four. And since he's come back, it's been anything but that. You know, we see last season us uh, determined and desperate to keep clean sheets. It's gone the other way now. Teams are scoring with their first attack against us. So it's done a, it's, we've done a, free, a full 360 on that. Um, and, you know, yeah, league title is, is as you said already, is, is well and truly gone now. That's probably leads on a... I can't wait the big talking points that we're coming in today, gents. Although there is still a lot to play for this season, the questions are starting to be asked about the future of certain players, the future of the manager and certain board members. Um, so, Graham, I'll start with you and then I'll just really open it up to what you, what the rest of the, the gentlemen think. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, um, uh, I am a glass half-field kind of guy. I do tend to back... Rangers players and Rangers managers until it's probably until it's probably too late but I don't think it's time for him to be moving on just yet and I've seen some people calling for that. I think yeah, I, I want to caveat that with but I don't see this as being one issue we can just put all the blame onto. I think everybody has to take some level of accountability but in terms of the manager Graham I think uh, I've seen enough film 
um, that like, he, he can put, he, he can get his playing football in a certain way that will make him successful. I want to see what he does with a full summer, but he does have to take a bit of accountability. Yeah, of course he has to take accountability, and I, I don't think he'd shy away from that, to be perfectly honest. But I don't really see what, when people talk about it's not his, it's not his own team, it's not his own players, I, I get that when you're picking up a team that are, are, I don't know, that are doing horrendously relegation strugglers in a Premier League team or something like that, do you know what I mean? Picking up a team that, I think we were four to six points ahead, we were in a League Cup semi, we were in the Europa League group stages, we were in the quarters of the Scottish Cup or whatever, that was a team, yeah, even though we weren't firing full cylinders, I would expect he'd someone to come in and really kind of ignite that. That hasn't happened yet. We went in a decent run from that kind of first game uh, under Geo. Obviously, it was a huge game. I think we went six or seven games keeping that zero in our own stuff. Look, we, we looked okay. We looked pretty solid. It has taken a, a bit of a dive. I just don't get the whole ease to put his stamp on it. Look, I've not given up in Geo at all. Um, it seems like most of the criticism just now is going to Ross Wilson. Whether that's fair or not, I don't know. It's it, his record's not amazing. However, I think some of the criticism aimed at him's not is a bit unwarranted. When we look at some of the players going out, when you've got Goldson, Arfield, Davis, Balogun, McGregor, they're all out of contract at the end of the season. Realistically, me personally, I'd probably I'd probably see them all off. I do think we need a a, a refresher. Personally, and I said at the start of the season, I would never have kept McGregor and Davis on. I do think it's easy to stagnate. I know it's easy for me to say now. Um, promise it wasn't hindsight. I did say this <laughs> a year ago. We have um, the recording. We have the recording. <laughs> um, so, look, I'd, I'd see all them out. We've got, obviously, Diallo and Ramsey. They'll be going back and loan unless you win a league or guaranteed that Champions League. We're not going to keep Ramsey. Um, we do have a fair amount of players out in loan as well. I don't really see any of them coming back in, but Katic maybe. So, look, it could be a big change over a staff, but we need to make sure that we get the, the incomings right. And right now, that that's maybe something that is getting levelled at Wilson. That probably is fair. So, it's going to be a huge summer. And it'll be interesting to see the type of player Gio wants to bring in, because it's not as if any of us can really sit here and go... We can clearly see what Gio really is trying to do from a game-by-game basis and what players we want to see coming in. All we can say right now is we've got a spine with your Bassey, Tavernier, Jack Lundstrom, Kent, Morelos. These are all players we absolutely, unequivocally need to keep a hold of if we're going to have success next season. Other than that, I don't know. Look, as I say, I'm not giving up in Gio. The season's not over, the league might be, but we've just got to keep the faith to that extent and just just hope we can improve. Davey, um, this has been two different management teams who have struggled to get the best out of this team consistently. Um, so you could just argue that, yes, it's just two poor management teams, but given the history of this team over the last three or four years, well, the second half of the season has fallen off a cliff, bar way, way 55 being the exception. Uh, I find we do need... Uh, an overhaul, a bit of a turnover, um, and get some new blood in and new key characters in. Yeah, well, the the year before the fifty five, we were in front up to Christmas, I believe, and then 
after that, we just crashed. Alfredo stopped scoring. I think Alfredo's fitness was pretty not that great at that time. And then no, this year, we've, as I say, we were seven points up, and uh, yeah, we've, we've we've crashed again. But um, no, I, I don't see. Well, the, we've got the Hearts boy coming in at uh, centre half, I believe. But I, I mean, I've seen him, and I I, I don't really think he's the answer to all the problems either. Um, I think we've got to bring in some youth. I, I think Lowry's got to to come into the squad. Um, the the McCann has got to come into the squad, and there's probably another couple of boys that could uh, could could come in and, and play a role, at least a a, a a role on the bench coming on. Maybe not in the first team yet, but I definitely think Lowry is is, is should be a candidate for a first team place because when he's come on and uh, the way Arebo played at the weekend, I, I don't see Lowry being any worse than than Arebo was at the weekend. I mean, Arebo was just absolutely shocking, and I don't know what happened to him. He was he was one of the best players up until he went away to the Africa Cup, and then he just seemed to come back and he's not been the same player David. I mean he even got one boy, one ball from Tavernier and I don't know why who he tried, was trying to put it to, probably, probably Jack, but the ball went right back to the centre halves from the halfway line and yeah, I don't know what, his, his touch was just nowhere to be seen and that, that wasn't the way he was at the beginning of the season I think one thing we we see when teams are performing poorly is a lot of people do want to start looking at and depending on youth because they then think they've got to be better than what we have. I think anyone else, Lowry's probably the only main real talent that's realistically got a chance of breaking into the squad slash team. But I do think it's not the right way to look at it, in my opinion, to just let's get Lowry in. I've seen a lot of fans saying that. I think we've still got to nurture him, make sure we get the best out. He does look like a, a really good talent. I think it was with Scotland, I think he's that free kick he scored, etc. He looks good. But we've just got to make sure we bring him in the, the right way. And there's other players that, that could have came on and could have started that game that would have done a good job. Aribo just looked leggy. I think I, I don't think he had an abysmal game that people are saying. I think he just looked tired why he was on the pitch for 90, that criticism should be levelled at Joe. Yeah. Way that you've, it's a catch-22 because in a, in a team that's struggling to live up to anywhere near its expectation, it's no that you need to be an absolute, you need to be a Barry Ferguson to really come through and handle that. And even the likes of Barry Ferguson, um, he came into a winning environment. It's very hard for a young player to come in and make a stamp straight away. And that's just part and parcel of football, I'm afraid. Um, the first team need to be doing their bit to support the, the youngsters. But, Davey, I do think you're right. I think um, with the right recruitment in the summer, there's no reason that these players shouldn't be getting more more time. Mason, we'll come to you. We've spoke about Gio there and uh, um, and potential, the the turnover of players, players going out. Potentially, I would like to see some players coming in. Ross Wilson, um <laughs> A degree of sympathy for him because I, I can't help but think how much could we realistically do or bring in when we were keeping Tavernier, Golton, Morelos, Aribo, Kamara. All their stock was high last year. So I find that I'm doing the caveat that. 
Yeah, look, um, <clears throat> touching a couple of things. Firstly, I'll, I'll start on Gio. I think that it's really important that he wins us the Scottish Cup now um, because if he doesn't, I feel like the majority of the support is going to turn. And I think once that happens, he's done. So you're going into a summer where he's got, got to bring in a whole new squad. Uh, it looks like, you know, spend the transfer budget. And then if he doesn't start well next season, six or seven games in, so whenever it is we have that first bad result, it's going to get even worse. And we've seen that under Kashinia. I think, honestly, I think if, if, if he loses to Celtic again in a couple of weeks' time, um, and then we go there, potentially they can wrap the league up again, you know, more or less that game or the game after. I don't see Harry, Harry can stand up four defeats to, to, to you know, Postacoglu. I just can't see him sort of. So I think that's how big the Scottish Cup, Scottish Cup is for, for Gio now. Um, and I know it's not his team and it might be a bit harsh, but four old, old firm defeats, you know, I just, I just can't see him sort of coming back from that. But going back to, to Ross Wilson, um, yeah, look, it was all, it, last summer was really important that we, you know, we, we all wanted to add to what we what we had. But obviously, you know, with COVID and, and all the rest of it, um, the two Malmo games as well, not getting into the champ, you know, Champions League money, um, it was it was stick or twist. And, you know, you hear rumours at, at Gerrard and how, you know, disappointed he was that we didn't go and strengthen. But he did also want to keep all his best players. And that's what we've done. The only criticism I've got of Wilson, and again, as Graham said, um, as Graham said earlier, in hindsight, we've done exactly what they done the year before when they had players going into their last year uh, of contract. They kept them all instead of selling them on and didn't recruit. So we fell straight into that trap. And uh, the problem I've got with Ross Wilson is I look at his last three or four windows and he's been terrible. You know, Scott Wright, Jack Simpson, you know, uh, even lastly, even, you know, Sakala Lundstrom. Yeah, decent, you know, d- decent squad players. I think we're seeing the best of Lundstrom now. But the type, the type of players to gun help us win the title again. I'm not, you know, I, I think he's under big pressure as well. And there's there's a there's a big concern for me that if he's going to lead um, the recruitment again in the summer um, with no Champions League money, we, we're going to have to sell players like Aribo, Kent, Morelos to fund it because they're in the last year of the contract. We can't have another Goldson situation where 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 he's walking out for for absolutely nothing. We we can't afford to do that. And this is where it gets really, really difficult because um, obviously the board then need to find money to go and raise uh, raise funds. And I'm not saying the the Sydney Cup was the right way to go about that, but the criticism being levelled, Graham, is that the board are, are, are sellouts um, and just really going into any a commercial deal with everybody and anybody. But I think something does have to give. I think. Uh... Me personally, and this is just my opinion, I think a lot of the criticism levelled at the board is quite disgraceful. I'm not a fan of it. I think where we were to where we are as a club is night and day. If people want to criticise the Sydney Cup thing, I totally get it. I absolutely understand it. I think seeing banners with Robertson's face crossed out and all that was a bit much, a bit far. I actually like Stuart Robertson. I really trust him in, in the work that he does no board is ever going to be perfect there's clearly some things in the background I'm sure I don't know about but me personally in terms of the board I think some of the criticism has gone a bit too far, the Sydney Cup was obviously a a, a bit of a judgement there error on judgement we could say probably but that's gone and it's over and, and I think we have to move on the fans being at loggerheads with the board is not going to get us anywhere. It never does uh, at any football club. I think we all need to pull in one direction. I think the last four or five weeks as a club haven't been great, let's face it. Going back to the Geo point of view, I think when 
I, I do agree to an extent what Mason's saying about you go out the Scottish Cup, you, you lose all four all firm games, etc. But still, that would what have seven, eight months in the job. I mean, Cashini and do you know what I mean? Le Guin probably got about that much time, and Gio is nowhere near the disaster that those two were. So I think potentially this season could dissipate into a bit of a disaster from nowhere. However, I do think we still need to give him some form of time in next season, at the start of next season, just see what he does. I know it's probably going to be a bit hard for some of the fans to get that if the season goes into a bit of disaster. Again, I get that everyone has their opinions, but you can't be comparing them to Cassina or Le Guin by the time they got, which was, what, six, seven, eight months at the most. He's nowhere near at that level, a, a poor quality manager. I think we need to have some sort of foresight. I think it's very short-sighted to... That I'm going to be a bit of a hypocrite because I do kind of agree with Mason where I think um, this is Gio's chance to win over the support by winning the Scottish Cup. Just as that, you know, it doesn't turn into a good season, but right, okay, I'm here for the fight. But uh, you're right, Graham, uh, we need to give him time. Steven Gerrard would have been a flop if he wasn't Steven Gerrard because he wouldn't have got the, the same time as anybody else. And we can, you know, we can get ourselves on this otherwise, but he would not have got that time if he wasn't a global icon. Um, and going back to it, I know this should never be uh, if the wrong person's in the job, then we need to look somewhere else. But I think it's just an added point that if we go back to square one recruitment, like we need to start looking now. Uh, we need to we need to spend more money on the management team, and it's another gamble um, as opposed to just building building from what we have. Um, so I think it's far too early to for calls for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to go. Davy, I'm going to come to you next. Um, let's pick it up a bit because we've got a massive game like. Um, uh, I actually heard that uh, I, I was listening to the Heart and Hand um, daily update today and he, he, he put it so well. Um, he, he said people have been saying, where do we go from here? And he says, obviously, to the next game because at a club like Rangers, you can't, uh, you, you can't, can't sit and feel sorry for yourself. Like Maybe it supports we can. That's um, the highs and lows of being, being a fan. Like We probably <laughs> celebrate the wins too much and get hung up in the in the lows too much as well. But as a club, Rangers they just need to go to the next game and um this we were speaking off air. This game is massive. It was always massive but even more so now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Yeah, well, it certainly is. It's uh, first of all for revenue. Um, if we could get another game in the, the the Europa League, then it gives you another crowd at Ibrox. Uh, so you get you get money that way. Plus, the next game, I believe, is uh, that will be will make us seeded. If we want to come through another round, we'll be seeded next year in the Champions League qualifiers. I don't exactly know how many games we'll have to play then. I think we, we were discussing that it probably was two. So there's a big uh, a big thing to fight for there. And yeah, I mean, you, you, when you go into a competition, you're always hoping to win the competition, even although for, for Rangers and amongst Barcelona's and things like that, it's maybe a far-fetched uh, statement. But... I mean, we beat Borussia Dortmund, so why can't we go out and beat Barcelona? It's uh, it's just uh, they're a good team, but they're they're still can be beaten. And yeah, now that's uh, we've just got to go on and keep fighting. And as you say, game by game, it's always like that. And I wasn't against, I wasn't for Gio coming in. I didn't want him to come in. He wasn't my first choice of manager, but I think now you've got him in. I think you've got to get let him get his own players in first of all. It's going to cost you probably about four million to to sack him. So you're going we're, we're already twenty three million I believe in the red. So you can you can add before you've bought anybody you can add about four million onto that. Um, no, I, I think we've got to give Gio the, at least another season and uh, let him let him bring in his own players. Hopefully he's got a few gems lying in Holland that he knows about, that uh, he can pick up quite cheap. Um, no, go on from there and let's, let's, let's go. Aye, exactly. Um, there we go, David. <laughs> we've, in the space of 15 minutes, we went through quite doom and gloom and then here's you bypassing Braga and the semi-finals and having us beating Barcelona. That's the kind of pick me up I fucking wanted at the start of this show. Here we go. Mason. David makes some really good points about the revenue that this will bring, and even looking at the coefficient um, for um, for for next season as, season as well. I hear you all laughing in the back here, fuck the coefficient, but this means Rangers may be seeded for the Champions League, so it is important. But above all that, um, I'm going to sound very cheesy here. I'm wanting a bit of pride back. I'm wanting Rangers to take a bit of pride in the football that they're playing and there's no reason that we can't go and take the game to Braga. Uh, I'm not saying we're favourites. I think both teams will fancy it this week, but this is their chance to salvage something for this month. Yeah, I think one thing we have learned from these group of players is they love playing in Europe. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly more confident Thursday night than I was um, Sunday. Because uh, these players, I think it, it suits them. You know, the Ryan Kents uh, of the world, I think he, he enjoys playing. He's more, he said that, hasn't he? He said he enjoys playing in Europe. You know, he says teams in Scotland don't, don't want to play football. So um, I think it says a lot about, about this team. Um, you know, and going back to Gio uh, speaking earlier, you know, I'm not you know, completely slagging him off. These players as well, um, we, we've said it before, one trophy in the last three or four years. There is, you know, there is players there that I think have checked out. Um, except from when they play in Europe. So, uh, no, it's massive. It's massive Thursday night. Um, you know, it's showed some character. Um, we've got a lot of supporters going out there. And you've got a chance to play in a European semi-final if you can get through this tie. So, um, we'll learn a, a lot again um, about this group. Um, I'm just really interested to see how Gio sets up for it now, um, to be honest, because Sunday didn't work with Roof up there on his own. So, um, I'll be interested to see how he sets us up. Obviously, no Morelos again. So, 
um, that'll be that'll be one that I'll you know I want to go and see him set up a team to get to get players in um, in the round roof who, who I think it will be leading the line again. I can't believe I'm going to say this because last week I said that Sakala should not be starting any point because he's too good off the bench. But uh, Graham, I, I don't know. Would you? I know you're a big fan of Roof. Do we need to incorporate a Roof and Sakala combination, or do we just I, need to change up the formation? No, absolutely. Um, look, I love Roof so much it hurts me sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I think we've got to get him in the team. In hindsight, uh, the way. The way Celtic played and the way they shaped up the way we did. If you had Sakala through the middle on Sunday and had played Roof and Aribo's role, for example, I think we'd have fared better. I think I'd rather maybe see that in Braga. I think we'd seen Sakala through the middle. I think it's something we just need to go for. But unfortunately, we played on Sunday as if we still had Buff up front instead of Roof. Now, I think hopefully there's not been criticism levelled at Roof because I, he was just kind of put in a bit of an impossible position. You're not getting the best out of someone like that. He has, he as I've said a million times in my opinion, he is just the most phenomenal striker we have and would, would bag in an absolute ton of goals um, if played correctly. So yes, I would I would never not play Roof purely because he's finishing prowess and, and how lethal he can be. But I would absolutely play Sakala through the middle. What I would when we talk about changing the formation, I think we'd really need to look at that when we're playing against Celtic in the semi-final. Or then later on, I think if we continue to play like how we did, it plays into their hands. So when we talk about a change of formation, I absolutely wouldn't do it in Europe because of how good we've been so far in Europe. But I would do it uh, at home in, in those games. But I guess we'll wait and see. That's a really good point about... Um... Wait on Sunday, which is played as if as if it was Morelos there. That's on the players. I think that is on the players. Um, I think I think Giles. Um, it, it's not often we've seen Arebo and Ramsey there, um, and I, I think the idea was to to try and play a bit more football instead of the long ball and letting it stick to Morelos. We've seen very early on the the common goal between. Bassey and Kent and Lundstrom, we were going to press high, but it was the players reverting back to type. Um, there's an argument to say Gio should have made different subs early on, but that's this isn't the first time we've seen that with this group of players. We've seen it when uh, Morelos was suspended and Sadiq dived. Uh, they'd done the exact same thing. They played as if Umar Sadiq was Alfredo Morelos. They played as if Jermaine Defoe was Alfredo Morelos, and it just doesn't work. I don't know why it's they just revert back to type. But um, David, on Sunday, how are you actually? No Sunday, sorry. On Thursday, are you feeling confident going into going into Braga? Well, Portuguese Portuguese teams are always strong. That's uh, that's uh, so we'll need to be up for a fight. Um, and we beat them the last time, so there's no, no really uh, missing. Morelos is going to be a big miss. Let's put it that way. And. Uh, as I said last week against Celtic, and I explained why that Sakala should have played against Celtic. Uh, I didn't believe that Roof should have because Park Kerry struggled as well, and it was the exact same position. Um, I really think, I hope Gio sits down with Roof and teaches them the offside laws because I'm afraid it was a big irritation from me. Uh, just being offside virtually every time the ball came near him, it was offside. And even though there was a a, 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 um, one of the highlights you've seen him running towards the goal and 
he was two or three yards offside and he just kept running and running and running while we could see across the whole line and I thought no so uh, Roof needs to, to polish up that way but the thing is when you've got Roof playing you need to have players in the box there's no Roof's, Roof's a box player he's not really someone that can pick the ball up with the way Morelos does in the midfield and put it and take it through um, he, Roof's uh, his goal scoring is all from inside the box and against Celtic there were three Rangers players at times in the box against five, six Celtic players and you just didn't get the, the, the chance and the, the way Rangers set up, as I said the last week I think it was made for Sakala uh, because you knew Celtic were going to press high and Sakala is a man with speed to, to, to get through them and I think it'll be the same I think Braga will come at us Braga will shut us down and I think the it, it will take somebody like Sakala uh, to to his speed to get through them and I, I, we've got to go and play without fear that's that's the one thing if, if you go and play with fear then, uh, then you all know then, then it's the start of the, the down Paul but um, no, I feel quite confident, but I really wish Alfie was playing, to be honest. I was wondering where you were going there when I asked you, are you confident and you were talking about the offside rule? I was really wondering there, David, but we got there in the end, mate. No, it was just something that really annoyed me from uh, from Saturday, That's the, the offside uh, That's thing. That's, what, that's part and parcel of this podcast, and it's a chance to get it, get that stuff off your chair, chest. David, just as a reminder, um, sorry, I thought you knew that any roof bashing isn't allowed on this podcast. Um, so, I mean, even what you say might be valid, it's just not allowed. Roof, roof is roof is glorious. I know, play the game, man. I try and get all the podders, like, I try and keep them all in podcasting frequently. The big man can back off a two-month holiday for podcasting, and this will be him to fucking 2024 now. I'm, I'm, I seem to get the pelters every week. I've been talking about players. I get talked talk, talk about Wild Roof uh, a few weeks ago. Now I'm getting pelters again for talking about Roof. <laughs> well, you, you you just need to pick your battles. I mean, when I'm when I'm on, don't say a word about Hollander. I mean, when um, any time we're talking about Rangers, just don't say it. By the way, Wild Roof um, and then Graham Roof. I'm sure Mason's got his favourite as well. Um, Mason on a on a Thursday. Um, David makes a good point about right. We did beat them last time. I'm very. I don't think we should go be running with fear. Absolutely not. David's right. Play without fear. But we do need to remember when they came to Ibrox in the first leg, they battered us for sixty minutes. That was two 0 going on twenty. Yeah, listen, they're a, they're a good football set, good football side. They keep the ball for fun. Um, if we go out there and and, and let them play um, and don't get in their faces, they'll you know the tie will be over. Um, I think there was a lot of. Um, you know, we all pretty much celebrated the draw, and, and, and we so we should. I think some of the teams in there at this stage, Braga, who we all picked out, but let's not forget they're they're still a very good side who, who are capable of scoring uh, goals against us. And that's where, for me, if we want to get through again, we need to be better defensively. Um, we need to really sort that defence out and, and be a little bit more structured in the midfield with with Jack and Lundstrom because I think they can. But even uh, even on Sunday, uh, Celtic played for us far too easy. Um, and Braga will as well, so we need to, you know, get that right. But I think uh, for this one, I think I'd probably go with a three-three-five-two. I said I didn't want us to do that last week against Celtic, 
but I think that's something that, that I think we should be looking to do on Thursday night. Um, play Kent and Roof um, up there. I, I personally, I know David said about Sakala, but I'm not sure, sure Sakala's a number nine. I've got to be honest with you. I know what you're saying about playing in behind, but when you play up there, you need to be able to hold the ball up. And I just don't think Sakala can do that for us. Um, so that's probably why I'd go with Kent and Roof and then get Kamara back in, back in the team. Um, because I think European football suits him. So, um, but the, we, the the main thing for Thursday night is, is standing the tyre and uh, making sure we, we take it back to Ibrox for the second leg. I think uh, one thing uh, I'm assuming Gio drill into them is even though the basis of our squad is pretty much the same as when we bet Braga, their squad is pretty much completely different. I think they've maybe got three or four mainstays. So they are essentially a different team. They also bet Benfica last Friday, the Champions League quarter-finalists. So I can understand, as Mason says, completely agree. This is the draw everyone want. And it's because that financial aspect, only Braga have put together a team with less money than we have in the remainder of the competition. So of course you want Braga. Of course it's the most level playing field. But at the same time, they are such a formidable team. If we take them lightly as fans or as a uh, staff and players, then we will be out probably and get past first leg. So we can't really uh, rest in our laurels. However, it is a phenomenal opportunity. And if you can't be if you can't be um, motivated by the thought of playing a semi final of a European trophy, then you really shouldn't be here. Amen to that. So last um Last, last thing I just want to cover um, before we move on to what's, what it's going to be like for fans um, at Berger because it kind of goes hand in hand. I, I think it's only fair to talk about the the bottle incident that I broke since Saturday because um, I, I think I've on here I've been first to call out the absolute shite that's been flung away um, that's not been called out. Um, in recent times, like you think about Tavernier at Hibs, you think about some of the shit that goes on at Parkhead, and just how we're treated in general, and that's fans and players. Um, David, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you first. And I don't think we, I, I don't think any pod or any of the listeners really will be too far away from their opinions, but if you go into a football game, or you go, in, go anywhere and you throw a ball at another person, you're just a dick, aren't you? Yeah, well, one of the last games, before I moved to Holland, one of the last games was in the 1980 Cup final. When, uh, when By the way, should I just say, if you're going to tell us you moved to Holland because you are wanted in the UK, a, pla- <laughs> a, a free podcast isn't the platform to do it. <laughs> no, no. Thankfully, I'm not. <laughs> but, um, no, it was the 1980 and Cup final, and the bottles were just raining down on you. So I've, I've sort of witnessed that. Um uh, I mean, today's is is that nothing like what happened then? But the thing is, that, that idea is. It, I mean, supporters were pushing to have uh, beer in the in, in, in the the stadiums again, and but that's put that back another ten years now. That's that's never it's never going to happen now. So the, yeah, they just idea. I don't understand it, and it must. I take it it was a broken bottle he brought in because I I don't think that it would have broken in the grass. I don't think it was a full bottle. So, I mean, it was just uh, either trying to injure uh, Hart or 
I mean, it could have been a Rangers player he was injuring. That, that's uh, it's really stupid. And I, th- I think there was a, a Celtic coach injured in another incident as well. Aye. So I mean, but why lower ourselves? I mean, they've they've been doing it quite a few times during in, in the past. So why are we lowering ourselves to their level? I really don't understand that. But hopefully. Yeah, hopefully people take a lesson from that, and uh, hopefully the person that did it's on CCTV, and they can get him out and 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 give him a stadium ban because he's certainly not a Rangers supporter, that's for sure. Aye, absolutely. And Mason, the the authorities in the club they do need to clamp on this because this whole self policing isn't the that's not the right way to go about it. It's, I don't pay, I don't pay my money to go and pick a fight with a guy in front of me who, you know, if he's if he's stupid enough to throw a bottle onto the park, I mean, he's probably stupid enough to just find me a bit like a wet tracky. No, no, I agree. Exactly. The, uh, the, uh, the you know, the self-placing stuff's absolutely, you know, rubbish. If, if someone's going to drink, you know, early and, you know, coked up, whatever, and, uh, you know, throw glass bottles on, onto the pitch, then what else are they going to do? So I, I agree with you on the self, self-placing. It needs to come... Um, you know, it needs to come from the club. I don't know if the club have to, you know, get something in where they check, you know, people what they've got on them going into the ground. And I know again, that's just going to hold up crowds. And but you know, we're seeing these instances too much recently. So um, you know, David, David took the words out of my mouth really. You know, you're acting like them, um, and it's been a few times now. Uh, you know, this season, so it needs to stop because you know, giving us you know, a ba- you know, good supporters a bad name and. Um, you know, need to you know. Don't, if you're going to do that, don't go to games. Let let someone else have the tickets. Spot on. Couldn't agree with you both more. So Graham, I'm going to let you pick it back up because we don't want to end the show on that. Mason just said good supporters a bad name. There's a lot of good supporters who are lucky enough to be going over to Braga. And one of them is um, the Gavin Fuse own Chris Paul. And I should say, listeners. The the post match reaction video won't be uh, won't be videoed by me on Thursday. Um, it'll be Chris Paul. Forewarning: I have no fucking idea what condition he's going to be in, or if he will be even coherent. Um, so look we'll forward to that. But anyway, Graham, Chris, and I, Chris and the rest of them. This this will be a great great trip to go to as a, a European day trip off uh, tenfold yourself. It'll be a buzz. It'll be brilliant. Uh, it's a trip I'd like to want to go to. Uh, just kind of didn't work out for me, unfortunately. I'd love to go to that stadium. It looks really cool. Um, I did bump into somebody at the weekend after the game who told me he was in Braga the last time and said it's an absolute shite all over place. So, <laughs> so we, we need to see what Chris says about that and maybe other bears. If, uh, but I don't know. I, I know a few few going and maybe they're going via Faro and Porto and things like that so I wonder if there'll be a lot of, a lot of bears doing that but look at any European trip you could be going to any backwater or look it looks like a class stadium whether it's a class stadium or some shite hole in some European backwater no matter where you go when you're in a European trip with, with Rangers fans there's always stories there's always laughs it's always a phenomenal time away, so I'm sure they'll have an absolute class time. And yeah, look, fingers crossed we we get a result because that's that's the main thing at the end of the day, and that's that can make or break the trip, of course. So hopefully they're, they're celebrating a, a victory, and you've got Chris Chris doing the after, the, the, the after match, yeah, absolutely 
Rathars celebrating something. Yeah, can't wait to see him in his new like fake Lacoste tacky. He's bought down the coast. He's got a wee braid down the side of his hair and uh, maybe a new tattoo in the bargain as well. Um, I think that will bring us to a close for the night, gents. Um, thanks for coming on and and lifting my spirits. Um, it's no, uh, we did all say it wasn't going to be the easiest uh, a days to to pod and look time to yourself up for my um, European game, but. All I say is, it's, you know, it looks like it's not going to be a year for the league, but it doesn't mean okay, it's all doom and gloom. I, I keep on harking back to it's 10 years since since 2012. Look where we've came from. Okay, one, one slip up um, in, in this season and in, in the league isn't going to be as catastrophic as what we've came through. So... I'll come round to you for your goodbyes and as always I'll ask you for your prediction on Thursday. Davey, kick us off. Um, I think it'll be tight. I hope we keep it tight there. Uh, I'll go for I'll go for a draw, I think one each. And thanks for having me on. One each, I like it. You're probably thinking, because I missed the Dortmund game uh, where we qualified you, like, I hope we call and gets to Guess they go and see the game where Rangers need to win to get through and it's a buzz. Thanks very much for that, Davey. <laughs> Mason, it's always a pleasure to have show, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me back on, Colin. Uh, good to speak to you, boys. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to go with the same, Davey. I'm going to go with a, a one-all. Um, that was that was what I picked up. Um, love, love for us to go out there and win and uh, give you an easier night uh, that Thursday night next week, but um, I think this is going to be a, a tougher game than, than a lot are expecting and uh, but I'm expecting a reaction from Sunday, um, and, and I'm so glad we, you know, we don't have to wait a week for a game. So uh, I'll take one off. And last but not least, it's good to have you back on, Graham. Yeah, cheers. It's nothing, nothing quite gets you over a defeat like coming on talking about Rangers for a, an hour. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a clean sweep, to be honest. I I was going one all. Uh, however, if it isn't better than that, if we win. By two or three, I'll be genuinely I'll be picking up for Seville. So that's that's how I wrote. I agree. I think it is going to be tight. Um, but the the eternal optimist in me is going one 0 Rangers. All right, but I need to caveat that with that we will draw to each away to Monday and Sunday because that's just what fucking Rangers do this year. Um, but nonetheless. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Enjoy your night on Thursday, whether you're over in Braga, um, braiding Chris Paul's hair, or you're watching it um, in the boozer, in the house. Regardless, we are the people.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.